This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast. Today is Wednesday, November 16th. I'm Stan Friedman, and this is Franchise Today. Well, thanks for indulging my absence for two consecutive weeks. One, to recover from whatever the virus was that was circulating. And then last week, as my time spent in preparation for the podcast, was redirected to planning for and enjoying the wedding of my one and only son. A fine affair it was and a great time seemed to be had by one and all. So now, while Michael and Megan are frolicking around Italy enjoying great food and fine wine, duty-bound, I'm back here today to present my interview with Jeremy Morgan, CEO of WellBiz Brands, the franchisors of Amazing Lash, Dry Bar, Elements Massage, Fitness Together, and Radiant Waxing. And a fine interview it is. So, Don't go anywhere. I'll be back in just a minute or two, and Jeremy will join me to talk about it all. But first, this quick timeout. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. Franchisors of restaurants, bars, and grills, and multi-unit franchisees, listen up. This message is for you. If you're looking to engage guests, elevate profits, and enhance your customer experience, Atmosphere TV is the answer. What's Atmosphere, you ask? Atmosphere is the world's number one streaming TV service for businesses, here to help you make more and save big on overpriced cable packages. Atmosphere provides you with a free programming option, bringing more than 60 ultra-engaging audio-optional channels designed to please customers and increase their average ticket. So, how does it work? Well, it's easy. Upon sign-on, Atmosphere sends you a free device loaded with over 60 channels of eye-grabbing entertainment from news and sports to viral videos and fuzzy animals every channel is family friendly and designed to keep your customers happy and engaged plus thanks to atmosphere's 100 percent audio optional format the programming is perfect for any setting no matter how loud or busy atmosphere isn't limited to restaurants or bars either any business with a tv screen can benefit from better entertainment so stop playing and paying overpriced cable Go with free TV instead. Chiropractors, doctors, dentists, auto shops, anyone with TV in their waiting rooms can jump on this amazing offer. Just go to atmosphere.tv forward slash sign up and use the code FRANCHISE and Atmosphere will waive the usual one-time $99 activation fee for your free-to-stream device. Visit Atmosphere online at atmosphere.tv and remember, use the code FRANCHISE to waive your one-time activation fee. Visit atmosphere.tv to elevate your franchise's entertainment experience today. Jeremy Morgan is the Chief Executive Officer for WellBiz Brands, the preeminent beauty and wellness franchise portfolio, including Dry Bar, Amazing Lash Studios, Radiant Waxing, Elements Massage, and Fitness Together. Boasting some nearly 250,000 members and $500 million in system-wide sales, Across the 900 locations of their collective brands, WellBiz Brands is the leading franchisor of products and services catering to the needs of affluent women. 
As CEO, Jeremy has spearheaded the M&A agenda for WellBiz Brands, acquiring brands. Under his leadership, the company has created a world-class membership ecosystem for their franchisees, while also building expertise in supply chain management, e-commerce, and product innovation. His influence and vision have helped the company earn national recognition on lists such as the Inc. 5000 Fastest Growing Companies and Entrepreneurs Franchise 500. Jeremy Morgan, welcome to Franchise Today. It's great to be here, Stan. Thanks for having me. Appreciate the opportunity to have a conversation with you in these times where we're seeing such amazing changes in the world of franchising. Some of it may be post-COVID related, but I think some of this consolidation of brands and portfolios started to amass much before COVID even knocked on our doors. So we're going to unpack a whole lot of that today and talk with you about what that looks like at WellBiz Brands. What we're going to do first is do what I always do, and that is to ask my guests to take us back in time. And because franchising is such an unintentional way of doing business, unless your last name is Dwyer or maybe Titus, we don't get into franchising intentionally. It kind of finds us. So why don't you tell us when that was and what that looked like for you? Well, for sure, my career path probably mirrors a lot of other franchise executives. Um, Certainly a bit of an unintentional way of of getting into franchising. Um, I started my career as an investment banker at JPMorgan Chase and then became a strategy consultant at Bain & Company. In 2009, I was interested in um, leaving Chicago and and moving to Colorado and was really, really interested in consumer-oriented businesses, whether that be retail or product or even consumer technology and got introduced to what was then a startup brand uh, called Smashburger, which was um, competing in the Better Burger category and had about two dozen units or so at the time. Um, Ultimately fell in love with the brand. Uh, My wife and I moved out to Colorado and I joined Smashburger first as a VP of strategy and then became the head of marketing there. Smashburger was uh, both franchised and corporate-owned units. About half of the units were corporate-owned and about half of them were were franchised with really experienced restaurant operators um, around the country. And that was my first foray into franchising. Um, Really fell in love with the food industry, really fell in love with the relationship uh, aspect of franchising. Was at Smashburger for four years, uh, then did a restaurant startup for a little bit before I joined Wellbiz Brands um, as as the CEO of Elements Massage and then took over the broader portfolio a couple of years later. Quite a rich background. And we don't see enough of that, or we hadn't, I should say, in past years. I think now as private equity has gotten more deeply involved in the franchise business model, there seem to be more of your profile than less which early days was just not the case. You didn't find many MBAs in franchising. You didn't find many advanced business degrees in franchising. You found a lot of people like me that did development and somehow figured out how to make a career out of it. But I think franchising has grown up. What's that look like to you? Well, it looks like several things. There's certainly, as you mentioned, a lot more sophisticated capital, which I think is exciting for founders as potential for exits um, and and great outcomes financially have increased. I think it's also led to, to your point, a lot more real career professionals entering the field, not just in the C-suite, but in the various functional areas, in the legal departments, accounting departments, marketing departments, sales departments, um, all the way, all the way across, which I think has really been to the benefit of franchisees out there. It's a it's a level of sophistication that I think helps brands grow the right way in a in a sustainable way and in a way that um, hopefully leads to real long careers for for people on both the franchisor and the franchisee side of things. Well, it too has led to 
I think what has become the largest, fastest growing sector of franchising being multi-unit and multi-branded franchisees building empires the sizes that we never saw 15 or so years ago. What's that look like from your point of view? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, I think that, you know, ultimately the franchising industry has a few different verticals and, and there's quite a level of sophistication in restaurants, in hotels, and then there's a little bit of everybody else. And I think that includes the categories that we play in at Wellbiz Brands, um, which is personal services and beauty and wellness. But you've seen a lot of growth in these multi-unit brand platforms, whether that be in personal services or home services or a few other categories along the way. And I think that in a lot of ways, we're following the path that's pretty well trod on the hotel and, and restaurant side of things with bigger operators that are even more well capitalized, that are interested in multiple brands, that have a different level of approach to how they how they run their operations and how they look to grow, um, which I think is is great for unit growth and and great for employment opportunities and for consumers um, out there. So it's a win-win-win all the way around. What's the profile from the consumer perspective? Who's your target? So one of the things, there's several things that we look for at WellBiz Brands, and one of them is what you're what you're keying in on. All of our brands focus in on a mass affluent female customer. So we define that as a woman with over $75,000 of household income. And we look for brands that really resonate with her in her personal services regimen. So whether that's eyelash extensions, massage, waxing, blowouts, personal training, it's a very similar customer. And and we look for brands that fit into her lifestyle that really resonate with her and, and make her look great, feel great, and be the best version of herself. I'm starting to watch for brands like yours that start accelerating not only in the accumulation of additional brands that fit that profile, but what about brands where soccer moms are dropping their kids off to play ball someplace or or hit a trampoline and she's then coming to one of your brands for one of the services that you feature ever thought about expanding out to the other parts of that soccer mom's life you know potentially i would i would uh, never say never on any category but i you know going back to the criteria that we look for it's it's beyond just the specific consumer we do think we have a real expertise in personal services and we define that as one-on-one a one-on-one service with another human. So whether that's with an esthetician or cosmetologist or massage therapist or personal trainer, you really have to go in and uh, in a retail environment and have a one-on-one interaction with a with a licensed service provider. Beyond that, it's a highly recurring revenue model. So we focus on membership in in a real deliberate way. Those recurring services that enable a membership program to be put around it and how you develop a membership program that's good for the consumer and good for the business owner is, is part of our secret sauce. And ultimately, we love retail environments, uh, you know, these kind of 1,500, 2,000 square foot boxes out in the suburbs with this franchising focus kind of outlines the various things we look at. It's in some ways an oddly specific criteria, but it allows us to deliver value as a platform in a unique way to franchisees. So as we think about you know, any one of those specific focus areas, there's a lot of different adjacencies that we could go after. We could go after things like fitness or kids in a, in a more deliberate way. We could certainly look to grow outside of the U.S. in, in a different way. Um, but for the time being, um, we've got pretty, pretty 
uh, a pretty large amount of opportunity ahead of us just within the categories we the way we've defined them and the brands we're in and so uh, we're, we're trying to stay I like to keep the team really really focused on the core and the five brands we have um, really fit together nicely so what did the world look like for you before COVID and how much has it changed post COVID Boy, the world has changed a lot uh, since 2020. So pre-COVID, we were a collection of three brands. We had Fitness Together, which is our personal training brand that really was the start of WellBiz. It started in the 80s and Fitness Together acquired the rights to Franchise Elements Massage in kind of the early 2000s and started franchising in 2007. I joined WellBiz Brands in 2017 as the CEO of Elements, as I mentioned before, and we acquired the rights to Amazing Lash Studio in 2018. So pre-pandemic, we had three brands under, under our umbrella. And going into COVID, we had really hit our stride. Same-store sales growth was really solid. The new franchise unit growth was, was fantastic. And being in the personal services brands, we're literally part of the thesis is that our customers need to go in and see another human. As you can uh, expect, COVID really took a toll. So everything closed 100% for at least a couple months and then slowly reopened over the course of uh, Q2 and Q3 of 2020. And we really took a lot of time to evaluate what opportunities there would be out here. We, we felt like we were able to navigate the pandemic as a business as, as well as anyone out there. Um, it wasn't easy. It wasn't fun. But I think our franchisees ultimately were able to come out the other side in a stronger position than many other franchise shops. And we, we started to look at other founder-based brands um, that could benefit from, from the experience and and expertise that we had at WellBiz. So we ended up doing two acquisitions in 2021. We first acquired Drybar, all the rights to uh, the ability to franchise those units and all the existing units that they had. It was a brand that frankly was really struggling. They had real unfortunate geography, big focus in California, in Manhattan and big urban centers that had more restrictions put on their ability to operate than, than other places. It was also a category that was really built on these wonderful occasions of being able to go out and do social events, bridal showers and weddings or date night out or um, occasions for the working woman coming in, coming into work and making sure she looks great for that board meeting. All of those occasions were severely diminished from the pandemic. And so it was, it was really a brand or a concept that was hurting, even though they had built this just amazing brand, amazing affinity. And we saw it as a real opportunity to be able to ha add some value on some of the playbooks we had developed on how to open stronger, re-engage uh, re former stylists, re-engage former members. Um, we thought there's a real opportunity to put a more robust membership program in place. And that thesis has really borne out and, and Drybar is, is flourishing um, more than ever. The last brand we acquired in 2021 was Lunchbox Wax, which we've since rebranded to Radiant Waxing, which is the third largest waxing studio concept in, in the country had really built a fantastic culture around around their waxologists, the services that they had provided. And we, we felt like it had a big opportunity to accelerate growth and in a category that has um, really shown a, a, a lot of opportunity in it over the long run. How have your franchisees and you with company stores, how have you fared through the labor challenges? You kind of touched on some of those being more maybe California oriented and regulation oriented. What about just the availability of labor? How do you satisfy a growing consumer market with a diminishing sized workforce? Well, so first of all, there's no question that consumer demand within our categories is really, really strong. I, I often tell the team and our franchise owners and prospects, um, ultimately, I think beauty and wellness services is in 
you know, second inning, maybe third inning of this multi-decade phenomenon. As Gen Z and millennials get just a little bit more expendable income, get a little further into their careers, they are spending their money on experiences and taking care of themselves rather than things in a way that other generations weren't before. So, you know, the the long view of just the consumer demand in our categories is really, really strong. There's no question that demand out there has outpaced the supply of the service providers in our categories, whether that's massage therapists or estheticians or cosmetologists. And we were seeing a tightening of the labor force on the massage side pre-pandemic that had already been um, in motion for several years. But coming on the other side of the pandemic, we did see it was more challenging to find a cosmetologist or esthetician for dry bar and amazing lash and radiant than before. But boy, they're out there. And for I often tell the team, the employment brands that we have matter every bit as much, frankly, if not more than the consumer brands sometime. And being known as a great place to work, a great place to build your career, a great culture is part of our secret sauce. And how we work with franchise owners to recruit and find the right people for their teams and ultimately build the right culture so that there is that career opportunity and those they are providing the great place to work is part of what we spend a lot of our, our wake hours doing with with our franchisees. And it is a little harder than it was pre-pandemic, but it's certainly not impossible. I think the the employment market out there, people really looking for great places to be a part of. And I like to think that we do that pretty well within our franchise brands. Sounds like a great mindset, a great approach to the marketplace of the world that we live in. And if you're only in the third inning of the game, lots and lots of ramp ahead of you. Why don't we take a quick break right here, Jeremy? And when we come back, let's talk some more about the economies of scale that drive these brands on the back of the house and how many of those are functioning across brands. We're talking today with Jeremy Morgan, Chief Executive Officer for WellBiz Brands. And we'll be right back. Franchise Today will be right back. But first, a word from our sponsors. We are all familiar with Vistage, YPO, and EO. Well, now comes Zorforum, a somewhat similar type of executive group, but this one comes with a twist. Zorforum groups are exclusively for franchisors. Imagine a peer group for sharing and networking on a platform built exclusively for franchise executives. Zorforum members are afforded unparalleled access to best practices and some of the brightest minds within the franchising world through regular meetings and a dedicated communications platform. In this post-COVID world, a franchise-specific mastermind or peer group is an endeavor worth making time for. Zorforum groups of 6 to 10 will bring leaders together that are in similar situations, but with exclusivity in terms of their competitive sets, so that each can openly help others benefit from their respective knowledge, perspective, and experience with no fear of competitive loss. Network, learn, strategize, and remain motivated along your journey. Join a peer group, not just any peer group. Join the only one designed for emerging franchisors. Join Zorforum. Learn more at Zorforum.com. That's www.Zorforum.com. And I pick up the conversation with Jeremy Morgan, CEO of WellBiz Brands, and we're talking about health, we're talking about wellness, and we're talking about the five compatible brands that satisfy the needs of health and wellness across the affluence of female America. And what about demographic-wise? Is there an age bracket? Is it Gen Z mostly, or is it older and more mature? 
No, it really spans both. The it, 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 broadly speaking, it's twenty five to fifty four is probably the target, but certainly customers that are older than that are a big part of things. Younger than that, the the income demographic is probably the bigger gatekeeper than the than the age mm-hmm. demographic on things. And for all of our brands, I mean, they are well, Amazing Lash and Dry Bar are ninety nine percent female centric. Radiance about eighty five. Elements is about 70, and so, and so is fitness together. So kind of collectively, you know, there might be a little bit of a difference on the age range by specific brand, but they're certainly all female focused and, and certainly upper income in nature. And what about the levels of membership? Do you have different levels of sophistication of membership entitlements of, you know, like a gold, a silver, a platinum? So we have core membership offerings for every single brand. We have different tiers of membership that generally come with more services as they go. And and one of the, the big innovations that we have been piloting over the course of this year is a membership that actually spans our concept. So one membership product that allows access to Drybar, Amazing Lash, Elements, and Radiant together. It's called our Glow Pass. We've been piloting it in, in two markets, and it's gone really, really well so far. The footprint of our of our concepts is still in the early stages, so there aren't that many trade areas that have all four of our units combined today. But we wanted to get ahead of that and start to prove out what a what a multi brand membership approach might look like in the future. Well, you just made a great segue to where we were heading anyway, which was the conversation about the support for these brands across the back of the house. So that that you're describing sounds like a tremendous investment in technology and software. Tell us about that. Absolutely. So from a from a platform standpoint, we approach everything support oriented with the idea in mind of what do our brands have in common and what can we do to really supercharge support for our franchisees around the things that make them similar. Technology is a big piece of that. So t- taking a, a half a step back for a, mo- for a moment, all of our brands have several things in common. They have service providers that are doing a 45 minute to one hour service one-on-one with a customer. They have a front desk that is handling appointments, doing customer service, and selling memberships. They have a manager that is managing that overall four-wall operation. And they have a franchise owner that might own one, might own 20 different locations across the concept. And so as we think about the technology needs, there is our learning and development needs. How do we train those front desk workers, those service providers, those managers, those franchise owners on what it takes to do the, do the job? How do we deliver that training to them? How do we make a common technology stack so that the reporting dashboards and the point of sales and the consumer outreach mechanisms are all using common tools. And we've wrapped that all up into a product that we call WellBiz One, which is effectively funded by the technology fee that the franchisees pay. But it is, it's about 90% same technology stack across all of our concepts with some nuances and different tools depending on the brand, but again, about 90% the same. And as a as an overall platform, we have about 900 units, just over 500 million of system-wide sales. And so what we're able to deliver from a technology perspective is on the scale of a 900 unit chain instead of the 100 to 200 unit chain approach that we would have if we were doing a sum of the parts approach. So we have a common technology team. It's about a dozen people that work on this and it, it's a combination of 
piecing together various different best-in-class vendors, some tools that we build over the top, and bringing that together for all the franchise owners and their employees in a way that makes it really easy to understand. So that begs a question, too, then, about your franchise population. What percentage of your franchisees are participating across brands? So... Boy, we are in the early stages of that, but it is it is where we are heading for the long term. So probably about 10% of our franchisees participate in more than one brand. Now, keep in mind, two of our five brands have only been a part of the portfolio for about a year. And so we've, we were just in the early stages of that cross-pollination. But some of our most successful multi-unit owners at Elements and Amazing Lash has started to cross over into Drybar and Radiant. We have also seen Drybar owners get involved in Amazing Lash and Radiant. We're seeing kind of all the various combinations come together. And as we think about how we deliver support, whether it be on the technology side, the marketing side, the operations front, or any back office piece, we know that our franchisees are moving towards this multi-brand approach and our support needs to meet them on that. So as we think about how we support them, we know those franchise owners don't want five different versions of support. They want things to work the same. That's part of why the value proposition of why they're signing up with different franchise agreements across different brands with us. And we're, we're evolving our support model to be more platform-centric versus brand-specific so that we can really help enable that type of multi-brand franchisee growth. You know, you've just identified why this is going to succeed for you as well as I think it will. Because what I hear from many multi-unit, multi-flagged franchisees as a point of frustration is that they are more savvy sometimes than are their franchisors. And it becomes a barrier or an obstacle when you slow me down and as somebody who wants to be serviced as the empire builder that I am. I'm not here to duplicate or triplicate or quadruple efforts. I want one person to manage my relationship with me and across my brands. And those franchisors who get that, I think, are the ones that are winning big in that sphere of multi-brand, multi-unit franchising. So I think you're on the track, the right track. Oh my gosh, you know what, what you've just described is exactly what we hear from, from our franchisees. And I think scale matters a lot. The ability to deliver what the franchisees are looking for there matter a lot and having a level of expertise in order to give them a best-in-class version of digital marketing to a mass affluent female consumer is important. And trying to do that four different ways for four different brands is really missing out on a scale opportunity. It's the same thing as it pertains to technology. And from the franchisee's perspective, they want to be able to hire multi-unit managers that are going to oversee multiple concepts. Those multi-unit managers don't want to have to log into four different KPI systems or four different point of sale or have to think about four different marketing agencies that they have to go work with. They want to be able to deliver a great experience for the guest and hire their teams and manage the culture within their studios. And if they can focus on that part of things, they're going to be successful. And as a franchisor, if we're able to focus on our part, having the right infrastructure, having the right support, having the right kind of best-in-class tools in place, then we're going to be able to really accelerate growth for everybody involved. How do you survey the professional qualification of somebody who comes and applies for one of your brands and determine whether or not beyond just financials, whether or not they would be qualified to perhaps do multiple brands or to do multiple units of a single brand? What are your different combinations of helping people determine what their best opportunity might look like? 
doing business with well-biz brands? So there's really two paths in general for how we think about franchise growth. Our first pitch is always we love to grow with our existing franchise owners. We know them well. If they've been successful in one brand, it's a pretty good indication that they know how to follow a playbook. They know how to work with us. They know how to deliver a great experience to guests that they're probably going to be successful with another one of our brands. In fact, as we brought on Dry Bar and Radiant Waxing, one of the very first things we did was offer up kind of the friends and family deal to our existing franchisees to really allow them to partake in in the opportunity, but also allow us to grow in a way and and experiment with what support needs to look like for franchise owners that already know us well. For the most part, prospects that come in the door, new prospects that haven't been franchisees in the past are coming in with interest in one of our brands, or they know one of our brands specifically. They've been customers of that brand. They've done investigation on it. And as they learn more about us through the process with our franchise sales team, through our confirmation day, they learn a lot about our support model, the other brands we are a part of. And oftentimes that will potentially parlay into looking for a multi-brand territory. It's particularly appealing for franchise prospects that may not want to, may, may really be able to negotiate a singular lease with a landlord or don't want to venture that far outside of their trade area where their home is. They can build a bigger empire for themselves without having to really spread out as far geographically with that common support model. So we're starting to see a lot more of that, which is which is exciting. And we're starting to lean in on leading with a multi-brand sales approach to our bigger, more sophisticated groups that are a bit more financially qualified or, or have a more robust balance sheet if they have ability to build more units more quickly. Typically, a multi-brand approach is, is really appealing to them. You just hit me with a new word from my lexicon. I'm very familiar with Discovery Day and Decision Day. I've never heard Confirmation Day before. <laughs> Very good. Well, you can probably imagine why we why we call it that, but it, it's ultimately confirmation in two ways, right? First of all, we really trust our franchise sales team. They do a great job of vetting candidates. They do a great job of explaining the value proposition, but it's always important that they meet the broader WellBiz team, the, the various prospects along the way. And it really is about confirming that these folks are the right fit for the concepts that they're in. And that goes both ways. It's about those prospects confirming that we're right for them as well. But our expectation is if you make it to a confirmation day, that really it's this is, this is like the last step before you're going to sign your franchise agreement imminently if you're accepted in because all of the diligence has been done at that point, you've met everybody. There, there shouldn't be much more to the process beyond let's get that franchise agreement going and let's get built. Let's get real estate searching and let's get off to the races. One last question on the development side. Well, maybe two last questions on the development side. You have one team I'm trusting that is selling across the brands and do you work with brokers? Yeah, so I'll give you answers to both questions. So our development team broadly is certainly a, a shared service, like frankly, most of our company, as you've, as you've probably gotten a sense of. We have development we really think about out in a couple phases. There's the franchise sales team. There is the real estate team. There's a construction team. And there's a resales team as well. All of those work kind of brand agnostically. Our sales team specifically is five people and they work both across all brands and they actually don't focus on a specific geography. We expect our franchise salespeople to be able to work with prospects from around the country. And it's kind of first come, first serve. We do a bit of a round robin on various leads as they come in. 
and that keeps everybody hungry and everyone really understanding exactly how all of our brands operate. We have recently re-engaged with broker communities. Several of our brands previously were in broker networks. Some were, some weren't, but we have a chief development officer that joined us earlier in the year with a lot of great experience with broker networks. And we've recently re-engaged with several of those over the course of this quarter with the hope that we're kind of hitting 2023 with a head start, kind of full speed ahead, where we'll both be working with more organic inbound leads and the broker networks more aggressively in the future. The next question is the toughest question of the interview. (laughs) No, I love it. Let's hear it. What have I not asked you, Jeremy, that you wished I might have? (laughs) Very good. Very good. Well, I think one of the things that I often get asked about is, well, what's in the future for WellBiz? What's the M&A plan? How are we looking to grow? And what I love about multi-brand platforms like ours is there's a lot of levers to grow. Of course, we're always working with our franchise owners on how to build their unit level economics, how to build top line, how to build their own businesses. We're of course selling franchises and, and looking for unit growth as we go. But I think from an M&A standpoint, you know, I've described the various different types of concepts that could fit our portfolio. This membership-driven, female-centric, retail-oriented personal services concepts. There's a lot of stuff in the beauty space, whether that's skincare or tanning or manicures and pedicures or hair coloring. On the wellness side, there's chiropractors and physical therapy and all kinds of new concepts that there are founders out there experimenting with. Where WellBiz really comes in, I think, we are not the folks to come up with a new concept, but we are the ones that know how to take over an existing concept and really provide it the scale to grow effectively for the long run. It's a real thing to get from zero to 50 or zero to 100 units. The founders that do that, I'm so envious of their creativity and ability to go do that. It's a whole nother thing to take it from 100 units to 500 units or 100 units to 1,000 units. And that's where WellBiz comes in. Um, we're pretty opportunistic on the type of brands that we'll take a look at. But ultimately, based on this conversation, you probably have a sense of the different kinds of categories and different kinds of brands that would ultimately pique our interests. Also true. And as anybody who's been an operator knows that tries to grow professional organizations to the levels that a corporation like yours takes well-biz brands, they quickly find out that operating is not the same as scaling, don't they? <laughs> there, There is, uh, you know, it takes both, right? I mean, it, it really does take both. But having that growth-oriented mindset on our team is just a core part of our DNA at WellBiz. We have about 130 employees at WellBiz. I think it gets to the scale and scope of what we bring to the table for our franchise owners. It gets to this idea that the support you get as a franchisee within our portfolio is much, much bigger than what you would get if it was a standalone brand by itself. And, you know, we really believe that that ability of operating and scaling go hand in hand and becomes a win-win proposition for everybody involved. The magic, though, is getting a founder to know when it's time and helping them understand that to go any further on their own would be employing the Peter principle when just striving to reach your own level of incompetency instead of bringing in professional management could be well-intended, but it's so detrimental to so many brands that never get to the place that you're going and have already arrived at, actually. They don't know that. They don't figure that out. It's a big part of our value proposition, I think. Ultimately, we have really sophisticated career professionals within leading every single function, whether that be our CTO or our controller or our general counsel or our CMO. And they have teams of 10, 15, 20 people each underneath them that are also career professionals that have kind of devoted their entire working life to being expert social media marketers or 
expert technologist. And I think for founders that are at 50 units or 100 units, you have some real tough choices to make. It is impossible to invest simultaneously in six or seven different functions across the board. And it's also really challenging to get those real career professionals to be willing to come in. You end up generally with a team of generalists, people that know an awful lot about how the four walls work and are great relationship builders and can kind of keep the thing going. But that is the very thing that ultimately starts to get in the way when you go from 100 to 500 units. So for a founder that is interested in doing an exit, what WellBiz is able to provide is almost instantaneously all the infrastructure that a founder would have to figure out how to build and fund themselves. And look, some founders have been able to do that and they're massive success stories, but it is a little bit of a needle in the haystack. There's not that many founder-driven concepts that have been able to get over 100 or 200 units. And it's because it's it's really, really hard. And I think it's, it's a different part of the, of the skill set. Ultimately, coming up with this new big idea is like is, is amazing and, and, and a challenging thing. And then scaling it's a, a whole new thing. And I think that's where professional management teams come in and, and are able to take things to the next level for the long run. I think what you've just described as pertains to founders is a parallel line to somebody deciding to buy a franchise in the first place or to go it on their own. It's where are you going to get all of these tools and get all of the benefit of the economies of scale working for you as you're doing it on your own that are available to you if you join a franchise organization and have the power of those professional teams at your disposal. Same story, just at a different level, isn't it? It, it is It is exactly right. I think that the playbooks that we've been able to develop with the expertise that we have to bear are the best resource that our franchisees have. It is the exact reason why someone looks to go into franchising versus starting something on their own. Look, nothing's a slam dunk. Owning a small business is not easy, whether that's a concept you come up with on your own or on the franchise side, but it certainly de-risks the prospects and also provides you a backstop on things that you may not be an expert in yourself, knowing that a platform like WellBiz is there to kind of fill in the gaps and help keep you honest on the things that you don't know. I think part of the big value proposition on why you would join a franchise in the first place. I saved the easiest question for last. How about sharing some contact info so those who'd like what they've heard today can find you again? Absolutely. Well, you can find out about all of our brands at wellbizbrands.com. We, of course, have our individual brand websites, but I, I won't belabor that. And always happy to connect to anyone over LinkedIn. You can email me at jmorgan at wellbizbrands.com. My invitation awaits your click on LinkedIn. I'll be watching for that. And Jeremy Morgan, it's been a real pleasure having you here today and having you share so much with the audience about the successes you've already achieved and those that are still ahead for you. Yeah, thanks so much, Dan. It was great spending some time with you today. Jeremy Morgan, CEO of WellBiz Brands. Well, that's a wrap for today. See you back here next Wednesday at noon Eastern when we do it all again. Until then, I'm Stan Friedman wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising, and Franchise Today is out. Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today. Or, as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes.